Welcome to Player One on Sin. My name is Tom, and tonight we got a great show for you because that's right, we have some great hosts. In the studio with me, we have Connor Matthews. Yo! And we also have Nathan Hurt. Hello. And a little surprise guest named Bailey Wall. How you doing, Bailey? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. It's always a pleasure. I, you know, it's a great show we have here for everyone, including the hosts. But if you want to find out a little bit about the great stuff that doesn't include us, that's right, there's stuff on Instagram. I'm not in line, but the show is. It's at Player1Sin. And we're on Twitter as well, the same at. <laughs> we're also playing one on YouTube. We're playing one on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify now. Coming up, we have some news, some rapid-fire news. We also have a little quiz, a thing we like to call the playlist, and some talk and discussion around Metal Gear Solid speedrunning. Wow. You just heard Keys the Ruin from Sonic Adventure 2 and Sunlight Feels Like These Things by HTRK as part of Sin's Sweet 16. You're listening to Player One. And uh, to, to follow us through, we've got Nathan with the Rapid Fire News. Thank you, Bailey. So this week is a bit of a slow week again. Been a couple slow weeks, but we'll just get into it. Uh, Ubisoft confirmed OSA the new operator coming to Rainbow Six Siege is a trans character, noting who she is in the Siege universe is centred on her talents, her influence on Nighthaven, and her close friendship to Kali. Ryan Reynolds' Free Guy has a surprisingly had a surprisingly strong opening weekend for a pandemic movie at the domestic box office, earning $28.4 million in North American theatres. It also netted 22.5 million internationally. Good numbers. Yes. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, managed to get his hands on a Steam Deck early and says that playing Xbox games like Halo and playing through Xbox Cloud Gaming feels good on the handheld. Uh, careening past its $50,000 Kickstarter goal, Avatar Legends, the role-playing game, has amassed over $4.1 million in funding since its Kickstarter began on August the 3rd. That's a lot of money. Overwatch's McCree was named after a real-life Blizzard developer who is no longer with the company following their highly publicised lawsuit. Now some Overwatch casters have stopped saying the character's name and several fans are calling for the name to be changed. A bit heavy there, but we'll continue. Rockstar Games is reportedly remastering Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas with a mix of new and old graphics for Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, PS5, PC, Stadia, Ring Stadia Bell, Mobile, yes, and Nathan, Switch. Yes, get that Stadia Bell going. <laughs> and uh, last but not least, uh, three members of Congress have written let letters to a dozen game companies imploring executives to explain what changes they were making to keep children's online data safe and curb nudge tactics like loot boxes. And now with the rapid fire releases, we have Connor. 
man, listen, before I get to these Congress guys, I, it's gotten this far, EA, Activision, Ubisoft, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. Also, screw Activision Blizzard because screw them. And getting on to the rapid fire releases, we've got Aliens by a team elite. Holy crap, that's coming out. Coming for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC coming August 24th. Hoa coming to Switch and PC August 24th. I expect you to die too. The Spy and the Liar coming to PlayStation VR. Rifts, Quest, Vive. Also coming August 24th. Kings of Bounty coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 coming to PS5 on August 24th. Marvel Future Revolution coming to iOS and Android. Psychonauts 2 coming to PS4, Xbox One and PC. And don't forget the Series X and S coming on August 25th. Proto Corgi. Is that like is that like the $6 million man mixed with a Corgi? That sounds fantastic. Coming to Switch and PC August 26th. Spelunky and Spelunky 2 coming to Switch on August 26th. And Boldo, the Guardian Owls coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, PC, iOS, August 27th. Inked, A Tale of Love coming on Xbox One and PC. That was Bay of Fleas by Jacob Diamond from Sin Sweet 16 playlist. And before that was Hero of Our Time by Nate's, Nate Wants to Battle. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. Uh, right now we're talking about what we've been playing. Um, I'll start. I have not been playing much, honestly, which is sad. I've been playing some... Um, some satisfactory, some more satisfactory, but otherwise I've just been... I've been a bit non-gamey. I haven't you've been playing been, games. I'm not going to lie. You've been pretty lackluster the past few weeks, Nathan. I know. I know. It, it, listen, I expect next week that you're coming in with, like, uh, so much more, mate. Like, I thought, like, don't get me wrong. I love a bit of Satisfactory. Granted, I've never played it, but I've certainly watched it. But, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping next week we get those numbers up, mate. Yeah, I've also been watching about this game called Carrier Command 2, which is uh, like you're in charge of a aircraft carrier and you're um, going around like capturing islands with your aircraft carrier, which is cool. Um, but yeah, that's me. Uh, Bailey, what have you been playing? Yep, well, following up on the Switch port coming up soon, I've been playing a whole bunch of Spelunky 2. Um, oh! Yeah, so over these last few weeks, I've just been really sinking hours and hours into trying to get as far, well, trying to get my level record as high as possible. Um, With recent news, I have got a lot of my schedule cleared for (laughs) more more record beating, hopefully. Um, So so with Spelunky, is it like unlimited amount of level ups? So... It's kind of unlimited. There's a set game where you can get to like a super secret world. And then after that point, it goes on for about 95 more levels. But it's basically impossible to do unless you're like a high level Twitch streamer or something. So I've got to about 20 levels in. Um, But yeah, I don't really expect to reach the very end. Just seeing how far I can get. And yeah, how about you, Connor? I have been playing way too much. Um, when I'm not working, I'm 
playing video games. So I'll start off with what I've been actually been able to do uh, today. I finally got around to finishing Rage. So um, I had complete not I hadn't completely forgotten, but I remembered why the game had such a terrible ending because it explains nothing of what you've done in the ending cutscene, and it's like it just. It's very lackluster and leaves me kind of unfulfilled because the game sort of rushes to the end. Um, but I got through that, had a good time playing it, don't get me wrong, but the ending was pretty um, pretty lackluster. But as soon as I finished Rage, however, I actually started playing uh, Tetris Effect on the Xbox. And I this has become my favorite puzzle game of all time now um it was tetris tetris effect was done by the developers of lumens who have a very very set style of really cool music amazing backgrounds amazing art and very simple and addictive puzzle gameplay especially if you are familiar with how lumens works um tetris effect it is essentially tetris but the music the beat how you play the game and how you experience the game is something that i have never seen before and i love every second of it um but to to cap off everything i played a bit of apex legends as usual but to finally the final game that i played um i finally started playing conquer's bad fur day for the first time um through xbox game pass i have rare replay so I finally got to get to that crude uh, squirrel conquer, and it's been okay. I can see why people like it. Tom, you, you've, I, I hope you've played more games than me this week. Uh, I don't really think so. I've been typically finding myself dabbling in a bit of my esports lounge, going back into some Pokemon, going back into some Rainbow, you know. But I, I did enjoy a little bit of diversity where I hopped back onto Super Mario 3D All Stars and tried mm-hmm. to play some galaxy every time i hop into galaxy i always like chasing in that nostalgia high you know like the great times that i used to have but i find myself not really ever getting back to it you know i've struggled to really find sunshine as enjoyable as i did as a kid they're still great and they're good times but it's like it's it feels so different and it's kind of surreal playing them now like as a much more developed game well- I would say my question would be, is it because you're not playing on original hardware, you lose a little bit of that nostalgia? I don't think so. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of how the Wii handles, like, physically. And, oh, okay. I don't know, GameCube controllers, they're all right. <laughs> they're not great, I don't think. They're kind of oh, overrated. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, oh no, producer, producer Jacob silently disagreeing with you there, Tom. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm valid to my opinions, and uh, Jacob isn't. But oh. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. All in all, by Bad Bangs, the song that you just heard, you can find that song on Sunday Sweets playlist on Spotify. Now, I could talk all about the music you just listened to, but instead, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Indie World Showcase that we got uh, this Woo! week. Yeah, I know. Hey. Wow, people are so excited. It's this little showcase Nintendo puts together to show off some indie games that are coming to the Switch. And who doesn't like that? Okay. I- I'm waiting. Someone speak up. Is anyone I'm, not like I'm, that? I'm hype. No, I'm cool. hype, Great. man. 
because like, I mean, obviously a lot of great titles were shown. Um, you know, Tom, Tom, if there's one thing that I love is whenever Nintendo does any sort of show, and for me, indie worlds are always a highlight because yeah. it's. It's a great thing. I love seeing what what is coming to Switch. And to start off with, oh, what a troll job Nintendo did because we had roller skates, pseudo 51 style art. What is it? Is this, could it be? Could it be Jet Set Radio? No, no. it's in fact a cyberpunk. It looks, <laughs> it's essentially Jet Set Radio, but it looks cool. I've never played Jet Set Radio. So this will be like, this will be like me. This will be like, playing Jet Set Ready for the first time. I'm actually really hype about it. It looked like a ton of fun. It remind. I don't know. I could be wrong. I've never played Jet Set Radio, nor do I ever claim to be an expert on it. It just looks like Tony Hawk's. It feels like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but with rollerblades. Um, Jacob's just looking at me with, dis- with slightly... I'm going to jump in and say it's not really. It, no? I can see kind of where you're coming from, but not really. And I'm going to disappear ah, okay. now. Okay. He's now <laughs> disappeared into the shadows. But another thing that I actually got really excited about, which I also mentioned earlier, uh, Tetris Effect is coming to Switch. So go play Tetris Effect. Mm. And, of course, with the Switch um, having two controllers on the system, the the emphasis on co-op and uh, local and online play was really emphasized in the direct, or not direct, but the Indie World Showcase. Uh, We got a little... Got little brief snippets of Garden Story, which I'm excited for because he plays a grape and it looks like a ton of fun. Um, (laughs) Like it's like it looks like Stardew Valley, but with a grape. Um, We also got uh, Necro Barista, which is made in Australia. So hello, hello, Aussie devs, we love you. You guys are doing great. Yeah, keep up the good work. I honestly myself. And as a as all of you Tom fans will know, as all of the the Tom fans in the audience will recognize, super excited for Tom. Uh, looks so cute, and it's just a little camera fun. And I'm a huge camera nerd. I just love taking photos. And yeah, that, that, that looks so good. Yeah. Are, are you going to call your stuff. fan base? Are you going to call your fan base the Tomanites? I I don't know. They can call themselves what they want. I'll recognize them for all their might and power. You know when they collect and meet me in person when they're finally allowed to but you know as well i'm really excited for far changing tides um yes that I'm, looks awesome i'm just a sucker for water <laughs> and the ocean oh without question and I, I don't know i'm just i love the the aesthetic of the game which is just give me water just put water in places where water should be which is everywhere and this game looks like it tries to do that <laughs> but as well um, we got a surprising amount of uh, ports coming to Switch, and don't get—I love a good Switch port. And to, and I was very surprised that we are getting Astroneer because I, I yeah. never—I wouldn't expect it. Not that it wouldn't fit on Switch. I think it worked perfectly fine. I do expect, obviously, not to the quality of the current gen consoles, but I think for what it is, it's. I'm happy seeing it there. I think it's something fun. We also got Slime Rancher coming to Switch as well. Hmm. Yeah, Astronia looks it looks a lot uh, taken back a bit in quality, which is surprising to me. I feel like uh, aesthetically, it was the kind of game that its graphics suited the Switch, but it looks like it's really been uh, taken down a few pegs. And also, and Astronia is a game I have not heard about in quite a while. I would say it doesn't feel. I'm uh, welcome it, but I, I I was surprised by its presence. 
and of and of course to uh, Bailey's joy and excitement, Spelunky and Spelunky too were were announced for it on the. Welcome back to Player One on Sin, and you know this might not be a voice you were hearing before. It's uh, Jacob, the show's EP, coming back to help out with this segment. Bit of something that I found and I thought was very interesting, and it's the reason we got our good friend Bailey, who you may know from um, Nervous Nellies, a very very good show. If you haven't already, definitely uh, give that a gander uh, or give it a Google even. Um, but Bailey, we have had some interesting news in the speedrunning uh, world and specifically the MGS world, Metal Gear Solid, as there was an accidental clip found, uh, I believe in MGS1 by a streamer, uh, Boba Witch, who is a part of the larger uh, Yogscast group. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a major, major skip for the speedrunning community of this game because it hasn't even been fully implemented yet. Absolutely. Um, so the skip, as far as we know, it cuts about two or two and a half minutes off most run categories, which doesn't sound like a lot. I mean, like when you're playing Metal Gear Solid casually, um, as you'll know, it's more of a movie than a game. So two minutes out of several hour game doesn't sound like that much. But in some of the shortest categories of the game, there's the, I think I saw the PC version, very easy, um, is able to use that two minute skip to get to the sub 30 mark. So that's how fast the game can be played uh, under those conditions. Um, And especially the circumstances for the skip, Um, If you've played Metal Gear Solid 1 before, basically there's this comms tower segment where for, you know, for the whole of the game, you can stealth around and avoid enemies as much as possible. But this is a segment where it's scripted that you get spotted by security cameras and you have to climb uh, this spiral staircase that goes for ages and you've just got to dodge Uh, guards as they come at you from all angles and yeah there's no hiding just gotta leg it and halfway through halfway up through the tower is a door which you can't it's a one-way door you can once you climb to the top of the tower and then rappel down after being chased by a helicopter piloted by your clone brother don't ask um, (laughs) that's when you can go back through the door but what the streamer Boba was accidentally discovered was by standing next to the door from the inside and getting shot. Uh, I think it like makes your hitbox slightly larger and from a very specific angle happens to collide your hitbox with the loading zone on the other side of the door that treats it as though you've gone through it and then you're on the other side. And with the way that event flags are structured in that game, going through the door just treats it as though that segment is completely over. It treats that you've already done the helicopter escape. So yeah, what is uh, casually a fairly tedious segment of being chased by guards. And in some of the more difficult, well, difficulty settings, 
um, in a segment where you're being like forcibly shot at by guards, they can take you out in about two shots. So having that time and cutting that much out of the game uh, would really help a lot of the categories, I imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, like I, I just pulled up the uh, speedrun.com for uh, MGS1 and um, I'm looking at all the dates for the new submissions and the highest ranks and uh, first, second and third were all uh, as of the day of recording. Um, like they were all submitted today uh, mm. and there are a lot that are very, very new. And as, as I said at the start, this is a very new skip, um, very um, nicely called the Boba skip, uh, obviously, given the streamer uh, who found it. Uh, this is a, a big one. I don't want to say it's on the level of the uh, Wind Waker skip that they found a couple of years ago, uh, the, the big one that everyone knows of. Mm, um, barrier skip. Mm, barriers. I don't think it's barrier skip, but I feel like this is the closest the MGS community is going to get uh, with that, and maybe it'll change the complete complexity of those runs. Because mm. 35 minutes taking away two minutes is massive, massive stuff. But we're going to... And what you just heard was Meteorite by Husky from the Sin Sweet 16 playlist. Go check him out. Sunday, sweet. Sunday at midday. And before that, you heard the simple plot of Metal Gear by Starbomb. But you know what? We, we actually we made a mistake. Uh, listen, we may have traumatized some kids by not telling them to go to bed because that was a song with lots of naughty words. So listen, we've, we've traumatized some people, but that's okay. You know, they'll learn for next time. But you know what time it is, guys. It's the top of the hour. What do we do? We tell you about where you can find us. Go check us out in the social medias at Instagram and Twitter at Player One Sin. And of course, the podcast realm at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Omni, all those fantastic places. And whilst you're at it, go check out the Sin website, sin.org.au. It's not that hard to find, it's pretty easy. S Y N dot O R G dot A U. See? Pretty easy. Go check out all the articles that we have there. It's freaking fantastic. And as well, our lovely guest, Bailey, you know, why would you, we love throwing cheap plugs. Put in a cheap plug while you're at it. Okay. Well, for a cheap plug. Um, so last season, I ran the seasonal show Nervous Nellies. Quite soon, I'm going to be putting up a podcast just with some uh, highlights from the talking segments from that. So if you find me at nervous.nellies on Instagram and nervousnellies on Facebook, you can expect some updates about that quite soon. Hell yes. If there's one thing I love, it's Nervous Nellies. And another thing that I love is the rest of the show. Tom, we got a quiz from you coming up. We're going to talk about the 2000s. My God, I remember being a kid then. I mean, tiny car, a little bit. It would have been this yay, like as, as tall as this desk. That I'm, that I'm sitting with. And, of course, as well, we got all the great music coming up. You, and coming up next as, oh, yes, a classic. Get your 2000s hats on because we got the hips, don't lie. By, by Andy Golger. Golger. Well, that song's a part of the Sin Sweet 16. You can find that on Sunday <laughs> Sweet on Spotify now. Okay, coming up right now is Tom's special quiz. That's where I give a quiz to the co-host here in the studio where I ask them a question and all they have to do is say their name and they buzz in and we we get on our way. Now, 
the great part about this quiz is if someone wins next week, they get to write it. That's right. Last week, I won. I can't believe it. I know. In, an, in an absolute nail bite, I must add. So, I'm still hurt by that. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a long quiz. I honestly, I'm quite proud of myself at how well I did. But you know what? Let's see if we can be proud of someone else today. I'm going to ask some questions right now. You guys ready for this? Yes. I'm ready. You're hit buzzing. Me, me. You got the, the, the enthusiasm. Ready now. Question one. What console sold over 100,000 units on its first day, which was March 4th? Connor. Connor. Uh, March 4th. That sounds like the Switch's um, launch day. That is incorrect. Damn. Okay, this is a weird uh, one. March 4th Nathan. is a very strange console release date. Nathan. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's March 4th. Did I rewrite it wrong? Nathan. <laughs> uh can I say the PlayStation 2? Well, that's correct. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay, so, so this tells me this tells me it's either gonna be a PS2 quiz or a 2000s quiz. Well, let's see. Oh boy. Question two. When was the last game released for the PlayStation 2? Jacob. Connor. Bonus points if you get the month right. Okay. Jacob, I heard first. I okay, so I know this was a lot later than people mm-hmm. think it is. So you know, uh, so you I, I, I think I know. No, 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 no. I know vaguely, very. Vaguely. I think I might know what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, was mm-hmm. it in two thousand and two thousand and eighteen in August? That's a very interesting. That's very decision. specific. That is also incorrect. Well, bonus points for the month. That is incorrect. <sighs> Okay, yeah, so it's firstly the game title and the month. No, 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 no. Uh, when? So the oh, year. when? So I'm. Oh, I think the last PS2 game that was made was FIFA 14 in September of 2013. And okay, now I'm going to open to Bailey and Nathan. Okay, so I'm games. wrong. Okay, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Bailey. Hmm. That's a tough I'm just going to arbitrarily say 2014. Okay. Okay. And Nathan? Uh, I'm going to say 2012. So the answer is 2013, the year. But I was seeing who could get the month right. Oh, it, the month was nice. November. Uh, it was oh. not FIFA 14. FIFA 14 really? did release for the console. However, it, it, was, did, yeah. uh, it was another soccer game. Uh, only oh, released Pro for Evolution the- Soccer. Yep. Oh my Konami! Crazy, crazy, Wow. Okay. That's, okay. Wow. PlayStation uh, question three. PlayStation two released with uh, two models that maybe maybe two models two models most people know of. What did the Sony Bravaria model of the console come with? Wow. Connor. Yeah. See, a bit abstract so here. Connor. I'm the Bravaria model. Bravia. Okay. So Bravia. I only know the Bravia. dumb names. Like you got the 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 big stocky PS2 and the PS2 Slim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so what it came packed with. The only thing that would come to my mind is the iToy. So it's a bit more complicated. It's it's oh, what, what, wow, what, okay. what made this console distinct? I could say. Oh, okay, okay. Jacob. What made it distinct? Jacob, I'll 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 let you go back into the the potential audience members who can answer Connor, but we'll, we'll Jacob. I'm gonna throw a very strange one out there because this mm. one I'm not I'm not familiar with. Is it some form of maybe uh, international, almost almost bootleg PlayStation that was released under a different? Sorry, no. Name? This was officially released oh. by Sony. Ah, okay. Bailey. Okay. Bailey. Uh, did this one have like internet connectivity or something? 
I think it did, but but oh, I think the original PS2 the, the original PS2 model well, did have I think it barely means Wi-Fi connectivity. Ah, uh, okay. Rather gotcha. than Ethernet. But okay. Nathan, Connor, Ooh. come back. You did you got the chance? Okay, I'll I'll take a stab. So Breveria model. Breveria. There's a lot more okay. to a title, but if I had it included, it probably would have given it away. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Bra- um Bravia. I may I may pronounce it wrong. It's in my notes. Yeah. The only thing the only thing was a Sony Bravia TV. Um, okay. Um, I don't think this is. I don't think this ever happened. But actually, no. I'm not going to say region free uh-huh. because I don't think that. I happened. don't know what region it was released in. Oh, like world. You, like say playing a US game on a European machine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I think that was locked. Um, hmm. Shoot, this is actually is. quite a tough one. Okay. 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 So um, I'm going to say. I'm, okay, you know, I'm gonna say region, no region locking. Nathan, do you have an answer? I'm gonna say it came with the eye toy. I don't well, know. Well, it was, well, uh, uh, well, I guess I did pronounce it wrong because, yeah, it was attached to a TV. Yep. Oh, <laughs> wow! Oh my god, I was, oh my god, I was, I was on the right track when I said Sony Bravia. Shoot. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, oh, that's a thing people know about. I mean, it is, it is the third question question four what was the best-selling game on this system connor connor okay so i'm gonna say gta san andreas okay that's it that's correct great yeah because nice. i think when you think of the Had I, GTA, I think for, yeah yeah mm. for, i would say for a large majority of people um the one game that screams playstation 2 is san andreas so. mm. question five what oh okay well, let's look at points actually sorry for a moment so con i believe you're on two question five what do the white towers represent in the playstation 2 boot up screen jacob connor jacob uh they uh it's memory it's your memory yeah game yep. memory sure is yeah great look at you go yeah you i was about to say the same thing <laughs> <laughs> one point to jacob question, scary yeah Question six. What is the name of the 128-bit CPU inside the system, which is often abbreviated oh. to EE? This is the problem with these systems. <laughs> they always have this cool, you know, really deep name into different chips and it was super, bits, it was like... a big big in the marketing of the so I mean um, just... um... I'm, I'm just going to put in a funny answer. Um, yep. Eradicate eucalyptus. No, sadly, that is not <laughs> it. Do that. Great, great, great <laughs> attempt, Connor. I just, I, I'm like, what? What are two words that start with E? E E E E E system. Yeah, <laughs> like diving into the console hardware. I have zero clue. Mm. I got nothing. nothing. I got well, nothing. The next, the next question is also a hardware question. Oh mm. boy, I have no well, idea. <laughs> I got nothing, Bailey. No, the only, the only hardware I know is uh, Sega Genesis Blast processing. <laughs> <laughs> it is called the Emotion Engine. Oh, okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Question seven. How was the DualShock 2's cable different from the DualShock 1's cable? Jacob. (laughs) Jacob. Uh, It actually had decent reach. Okay, well, that's not... (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) (laughs) DualShock 1 was terrible. (laughs) Not wrong. Um, Wow. So, so if, this would be. If on no one hard... can get it right, Jacob, I'll give you that. I'm, okay. g- I'm, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll say Connor. Um, oh. 
I'll just say like fiber optic cable. Bailey, uh, incorrect. By the way, this Bailey. They didn't have Rumble. Okay, that is also incorrect. Damn. That was in the quiz last week, actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, session sure. one, the first DualShock came with Rumble. It was resistant to so fray. I don't know, <laughs> Jacob. You got the, the point correct for this one, sort of, not really, but the actual <laughs> take thing it. is a, a pity point that the cable was black instead of grey. Oh my oh, god! Oh, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know. God this is, damn it! The, the higher level difficulty that we play on. Okay, this is so that that that, that sounded. Well, I I would have said that, but I was just like, no, there had to be something in the cable for it to actually. <laughs> A notorious person in the PlayStation 2 community uh, who it's debated about whether they were allowed to, in the end, marry their console or not. What is something else they did related around that console? The PlayStation Uh, 2. Is it PG? It is PG. Oh. Wasn't there, like... This is going to be so Mm -hmm, mm off-kilter. Um. Wasn't there a terrorist group that hoarded a bunch of PS2s? That was actually fake news. Oh, it, it is okay. true. It is true. It is true. Word <laughs> propagated that Hassan, Saddam Hussein was yeah, using the PlayStation like as a weapon. It was just a weird story. That was, sounds yeah, fake, but I'm like, I, rem- yeah, oh, I remember hearing no. that. Saddam Hussein was never, uh, never contacting the Church of England about whether he could marry the PlayStation 2 or not. Church oh, okay. I misread the question. Oh, that changes things. Who was the Prime Minister at the time? I think it might have been Tony Blair. Okay. What's Come something on. weird that someone can do to the PlayStation? <laughs> um, they didn't do... They did it involving it. They didn't do it to it. Involving it. Um, did they go on... Bailey. Did they try and adopt it first? No, they did not. <laughs> That's a good one. The paper, did they fill go out the paperwork? on holiday with it? The answer is they changed their name to PlayStation 2. Oh! oh. oh wow. Change their legal name to PlayStation yep, to PlayStation 2. 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> Question hey, eight or PS2 underscore emu is an emulator for the PlayStation 2 available on what platform? Connor? Connor. I'm going to say it's, I assume it's on mobile. Okay, that is incorrect. Jacob. Okay. Jacob. The majority of emulators run on PC, so I'm okay, going to okay. say yeah. PC. PC is a, is a broad spectrum okay. of... So are you, are, are you asking which, which specific hardware? Or? Okay, you know, you've already got it wrong. Okay, there's no point. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, oh. All right, Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. Anyway. Um, Bailey. Yeah, if we're talking emulators, could it be something for the like a Wii chip? Wii. Yeah, incorrect. <gasps> however. Oh, oh my no. god, I know what it Nathan. is. Nathan, um, is it is it for the PlayStation Three or? It is 4? indeed. It oh. is for the PlayStation oh. Three. PlayStation Two <laughs> underscore Emu is a PlayStation <laughs> Two emulator available on the PlayStation Three. PlayStation Three also has emulators for the PlayStation One. And the PlayStation Portable. Well, oh, thinking... well, the the PS One and well, the PS One emulator is already built into the console, so I don't understand why people would want to doubt, like try and. Oh, I think it's just like maybe that it, it like accesses it for. I think there was um, also running Jake... issues with certain games on uh, PS One and Two on Three. Oh, there's some PlayStation. My PlayStation Three does not have backwards compatibility as well. I will say. Yeah, that might so be it. Like, yeah. Um, Jacob, were you and I thinking Dreamcast? No, I was thinking of the Wii U because that was a oh, that was an emulating powerhouse. Mm. I don't know why. I was thinking Dreamcast. Hmm. 
Yeah, I can see. What question? <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, actually, Nathan, you're on two now. So yeah, two, two, so, two, and oh, Bailey two, on two, two. none. I've been scored. Oh, scored. <laughs> come on, let's get a lot of lot of ones. Let's see. Let's can this last question break that tie? Question ten. After the Blu-ray's success on the PlayStation Three. What year did the PlayStation 2 re-release with Blu-ray support? Jacob. Jacob. Ooh, so ooh. it would have been, had to be That's early PlayStation question. 3 then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say it was 2007. Now, I, will, I will give it to the closest. I will have to say, I guess, right? I'll, I'll give you 2007. Okay, okay. I won't reveal the answer <laughs> until one okay. has... I'll give an opportunity so, to the three-way tie. Okay, cool. So the PS3 came out in 07. So, mm-hmm, sorry, mm-hmm. Connor. So the okay, PS3 came nice. out in 07. One of the features was Blu-ray Drive. I now, think I Blu-rays, like just... I want to... I'm going to say 2009. Nathan? I'm going to say it never happened. It never happened! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> Nathan, oh! you, you marvellous man. <laughs> I all, you marvellous Marvelous human being, you. Um, <laughs> me and Jacob are speaking huh. like this is actually here on scene. Go check it out. Sunday, sweet Sunday afternoon, twelve p.m. And before that, you had girlfriend by Avril Lavigne. What a banger! And what else is a banger is former Player One Daddy of the Year recipient Phil Spencer has openly stated that he thinks the Xbox games would work well on Steam Deck, and in fact. He got a he got an early uh, early early test of it, and he thinks it would be perfect. But do we think that adding such things as Game Pass would increase the sales of the Valve Steam Deck? If, if, in my short answer, um, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, the Steam Deck is only going to appeal to a very certain audience who already have Game Pass on a PC or on an Xbox, and I think it. And depending on the setting. Um, I think it's going to be very difficult for Game Pass to be used on the go if someone's out and about. If they're at home, that's perfectly fine. But I don't think this, though it's a nice thing, it's kind of like, it it reminds me of backwards compatibility. It's nice to have, but I don't think it's going to be a head turner for a lot of people. Yeah, Nathan, you go. You go ahead, mate. I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to the Steam Deck. I think it would be kind of a very interesting platform. Oh, don't get me wrong. The concept, the idea around it is very interesting. And having another portable system on the market, I'm not going to say no to it. But with what they're expecting, I I don't know if their expectations overblown, if that would be the correct term to use. I don't, I would say they're expecting higher than what I think in reality is going to happen. I hope it sells well. And having Game Pass on it, is a great feature and I hope that if Microsoft do add it, whether it's on launch or down the road, um, I hope it's successful on the Steam Deck. The Steam Deck itself is an amazing piece of hardware that I would love to get my hands on just to try it out. I'm sure everyone here would agree that there is some interest in at least giving it a try. Okay, well, you know, speaking of people who've tried the Steam Deck, uh, I got a quick video recommended to me by Linus Tech Tips all about the, the Steam Deck. And he got a hold of it. Now, just a shout out to LMG, great media group. Uh, but like, I love 
the content they did. They grabbed every piece of hardware analyzing tools they could and they brought it out and they had a look at this thing. Uh, it's built well. They're like, you know, you get that classic uh, Steam quality with the product. I've, I've got a H... Uh, not, I say HTC Vive. They, they partnered with Steam for that. It's kind of got the Steamy vibe to its controllers as well. Like, it, it is big. It is big. Yeah. So, like, I've got my Switch yeah. here and it, it could fit the Switch, like, over it and, like, around it to get you the audience an idea of how large it is as well. To give that a uh, better sense of comfortability in the hands, it's got large, uh, like, the grip is quite thick. This is, it's a system that I think, honestly, after watching this video has given me more hopes for it. It's got a lot of uh, compatibility with your computer being usable as a second screen, you know, and uh, one of the downsides I noticed was that it has an SD port as its compatibility for storage upgrades, which is really strange for video game playing, I think. Like load times on an SD card will be quite interesting. Um, But like you can get versions of the Steam Deck that have expanded storage, like 516 gigabytes. I think that's something that the Game Pass would actually help a lot with because you don't really want to be tapping into too much of that storage with these dedicated games. But because it's running on um, Linux, it I think Xbox Game Pass should be compatible right from the start, whether it's a bit of homebrewing that you have to do. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, Linus kind of got me excited. Damn. I, I, like, I, I do jump in just quickly. And like my mind is going like from a consumer standpoint, hmm. this feels like Blockbuster which I'm sure we all remember. We're all, for all of the right age to have the mindset of, Love it. you know, there's Love a parent it. that would be more willing to um, spend a smaller amount to rent a game for a little while than to go out and buy a full game. I feel like with Xbox Game Pass uh, and any kid who's able to convince a parent or explain what Game Pass is to a parent well enough, you know, it's going to sound more appealing than the Switch where you have to continually buy your full-priced games. If you spend... Uh, essentially a sixth or I guess an eighth of that um, to get however many games that are rotating through every however, this feels like it could be what the PSP wanted to be. I feel like Game Pass lets it put its foothold in a, in a casual market. Interesting um, that you... I, I would actually kind of disagree with you, Jacob, with the PSP comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, the PSP was what was very successful. Like that they it, never marketed it. That's the problem. 80 million units? Yeah, and then that... they gave up on it. That's the problem with it. But Steam won't give up on this. That's what well, I think. I, as well, I think uh, one thing of note as well, Steam has a reputation of hardware faults that uh, don't Ooh. get addressed at all, like especially with their, their current headset. The index gets uh, neglected. You buy one and then, you know, as a consumer, you kind of get neglected to the side. It's a lot harder to get that thing repaired and fixed. Uh, but... Uh, I will say I was rather surprised uh, that you mentioned Blockbuster because Blockbuster actually used to have a thing where you could rent two video games a week yeah. and then you could swap them out. I uh, found that out thanks to Dunkey, great video game reviewer as well. I don't know. It, it, but, um... mm, this, this, this feels like it, it could change things and I think we'll have to keep an eye out in the future for any news from Mr. Phil Spencer or Microsoft or Valve or uh, everyone's favourite um, Gabe Newell or Steam or whatever. Um, but definitely keep an eye out for that because this could be big. Uh, but you know what else was big? Uh, it is 2001's top hit of the year, uh, How You Remind Me by Nickelback, <laughs> here on Player One on Sin with a whole... How You Remind Me by Nickelback, 
and Thank You by Oscar Lang, part of the Sin Sweet 16. And you're listening to Player One on Sin. And uh, so to continue the 2000s discussion, um, one thing I was thinking about was during the uh, discussions about games we've been playing recently, Tom's talk about the Mario 3D Mario 3D All Stars, and well, pretty much that reminded me of how that game did not have Mario Galaxy 2 on it, and I feel like that was a big one from the 2000s period for me. So I'll know how do people feel about that being overlooked. I never played Galaxy 2. Shout out to I, me as a kid who was too bad to even beat the first Galaxy, so I never really was like, well, I, don't, I don't know if I, I could really play the second one. I haven't been the first one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was never really much into Nintendo as a kid. So, like, I was more of a PlayStation person. Yeah, I was, like, growing up, I think my first Nintendo home console that I ever owned was the Wii, so... And that was back in 08. So in between that time, I I did a lot of experimentation with games on the PlayStation 2. And during that time, I played a lot of stuff like, um, God, this is such an obscure one, but Urban Rain, which was an arena fighter by Namco. And I, it's one of those hidden gem games, but it's also got that cult following kind of mm. thing. Yeah. Um, very, very small following, but like, yeah. I have that time period in my life that I appreciate because I got to experience games like that. Um, I got to, uh, I got to experience. Who remembers Tack? That old series from the two thousand. I 2000s? remember the animated series. Yeah, there was an animated series for it. Um, What's the, it about? It's like a caveman. Ah, um, doesn't doesn't as, ring a bell. It, it 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 had like a couple games and was pretty much forgotten after that point. Um, God. Yeah, um, we had. Oh. A lot of sorry. No, that's okay. I was just going to say we had the death of Midway, um, like the or the not the death, but the very slow decline of Midway. Um, the Mortal Kombat series, which I love near and dear to my heart, was going through its dark times. I remember that. Um, yeah, I remember that. Um, so I I played a lot of PS2, and like um, the games that kind of stood out to me were. Um, God of War, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, classics. Sly Cooper, Ratchet and Clank, and also like um, de- Destroy All Humans. I yeah. love Destroy All Humans. And of course, we can't forget um, GTA, San Andreas, and all that. Like, I used to, like, because I was a kid, I'd, I'd um, use cheats and I'd cheat in a tank and go on a tank rampage in Grand Theft Auto. Sorry, did you play Grand Theft Auto as a kid? Interesting, interesting, interesting. <laughs> oh, I yes. do have the police on speed dial, so we'll get to that later. But uh... <laughs> well, here's the thing: like GT playing GTA as a kid. Granted, I didn't play GTA as a kid, but it was quite common. Oh, I did too. Don't worry about it. But I've already yeah. served my time in the in the cell for that. Okay, I'm, I don't need it. I don't need to question it anymore. I can be open about my GTA gaming as a kid. I also remember as a kid Simpsons Hit and Run. Great classic yeah. for the PlayStation 2. Oh, my God. Um, Jack and Dexter, if we want to get back to the PlayStation 2 as well, another Sony exclusive. Great. Uh, great time. Love I loved playing through all of the Spyro games that made it to the PlayStation. I remember the, the second PlayStation. They were all bad, but I was a kid yep. and I didn't know that. Oh, and the Wii <laughs> revolutionizing uh, mo-cap is not the right word. 
motion controls. Yeah, yeah. sort of. And yeah. then the connect kind of spawned out of that. Wow, what a really strange time it was. Yeah. Wow. And not to mention, not to mention as well, sorry to cut you off, Nathan. No, you- uh, the we had the brown and beige period of shooters. Ooh, yep. Yeah, oh, I love yes. that. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and Assassin's Creed started in the 2000s. Some would yep, say uh, that it should have ended there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't, don't be like that, please. I'm sorry, oh, Ubisoft. I I'm, love you. I'm in, I'm in. Oh, Ubisoft, I hate you. Um, yes. And listen, also um, Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. We had the rise of Guitar Hero and the oversaturation of Guitar Hero. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Activision. I hate you. DJ Hero. Well, I bet a DJ Hero mix would be something that, along the lines of, um, I don't know, Toxic by Britney Spears, right? <laughs> okay, a great song that you might be thinking, wow, Tom, I wish I could listen to it. Well, stay. Sam Evian, and before that was Toxic by Britney Spears. Um, so we're talking more about the 2000s. I'm going to just quickly say a few things. Uh, Minecraft announced, uh, Minecraft came out in 2000s, 2009. Um, one of my favourite games of all time, um, Dawn of War, Warhammer 40,000 Dawn of War, that came out and I played that game so much. I love that game so much. And, like, just so many memories. And Call of Duty, this, like, I overplayed Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I played it so much. Like, yeah, I- it was like that 2007 period where Call of Duty 4 came out. And I think even though Call of Duty 4, by all accounts, was a fantastic game, um, it led to what I would say the worst period in first-person shooters because yeah. everyone tried to be like Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it um, killed the Medal of Honor series, just saying. Um, <laughs> it's every shooter tried to be the same thing and they all believed that instead of this really fun idea, it's no, it needs to be dumbass American characters with one liners and everything has to be like off a Hollywood movie. It's like, no, give, thank God Borderlands changed into the more cartoony style. Yeah. Like that was uh-huh. one thing that I think about when it comes to the so, 2000s specifically. Yes. So also Xbox came around in the 2000s. The Xbox yep. 360, yep. The, uh, also the Wii came around in, and, like, just mm. shot everything. Um, like, so, like, who played Nintendogs? Me? Yeah, oh. oh, yeah, too much, too much. Uh, <laughs> I remember I had three versions of Nintendogs as a kid. Um, but like you know, that's fine. I love dogs. Who doesn't like dogs? Okay. I, what I really liked though was the DS. For some reason, I was a kid who owned Brain Training. Why? I don't know why. Does that who? Why did I own it? I also owned Wii Play, and I didn't really even like it. Uh, and Wii Music. Wow. Yeah. There was a lot oh, of bad God. stuff. In the, Not the... I think Wii Play also came with a controller. Yeah. Yes. I think was why yes. a lot of people had to get it. Uh, it like pick- it costs the same as a controller, I think. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Pikmin was in two thousand one. Like so many cool games. Oh, just oh, ja- and, and Jacob's just losing his mind with how excited about how much he loves Pikmin. The, I mean, the GameCube was filled with amazing firsts in the uh, Nintendo camp, and Pikmin and Animal Crossing are two of them. And holy crap, what a legacy they have now! 
Well, if we want to get if we want to get real specific about this, Animal Crossing actually came out originally on the Nintendo sixty four in Japan, but that's been like that's being very nitpicky. Well, yeah. uh, Pikmin's not really a series anymore, really. So you know, uh, oh, don't sh- say that. Don't say <laughs> that. It's still in development, guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. P- Pikmin, let's come on. Let's see a fourth game, then we can four. count it. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Bioshock. Bioshock was into the two thousands. Mm, yeah, interesting. I, I love yeah. me some Bioshock. Love yeah, me some uh, Bioshock. Oblivion, great. Like uh, some kind of, I would say, two thousands felt like the dawn of modern kind of gaming themes of gaming. The, yeah, we like see it's... a lot of beginnings of franchises and a lot of directions that franchises decided to stick with in the 2000s. Yeah. Like, um, I was going to say, I'm just going to jump in and say, you're right, they're right with the dawn of things. I think this was the dawn of more story-driven games. Um, admittedly, not the best example of a story-driven game, but the first one that come to, came, uh, came to mind was Kingdom Hearts started in the 2000s. <laughs> and I don't need to tell people how unbelievably... Um, worrying and tough to understand that story is. I think like, maybe it was um, uh, we I finally think... got systems that could tell stories and run games at the same time. There was always big yes. story games and I, I think honestly the first thing that came to mind when you said uh, Kingdom Hearts was I was like, well, I mean Chrono Trigger had a pretty good story but like, yeah. was Chrono Trigger that much of a fun game? I don't know, I don't really like that style of RPG, personally. It was. Okay, but you know... <laughs> I think the platform has really allowed for like those systems that came out. We could have the the different themes and genres explored with stories on the back burner as well. Finally, yeah. Um. Also, I think like a lot of so like video games started um getting an expanding influence in pop culture during the two thousands, and also there like in the two thousands there was this big start to the movement and the kind of belief that video games cause violence and video games, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, like, <laughs> oh, so oh, Jack, people Jack doing Thompson. all that, throwing Jack all Thompson. of those games and all of the media under one, like, group, you know, chucking it under one, like, umbrella. Umbrella by Rihanna is the song that's coming up next. That's right. I- you just heard Jump by Two Another, part of our Sweet 16. And before that, you heard Umbrella by Rihanna. And unfortunately, our good friend Connor... He's fallen asleep uh, at the table and we're going to leave him. We're going to let him rest because it's a bit of a late night because it is the top of the hour. It is 10 o'clock actually. Um, And we have more very exciting stuff to come. Um, We have, of course, my Nuzlocke series. If you caught last week, you'll know that uh, we got into a bit of trouble and almost lost the entire thing uh, two episodes in. So let's see how I do getting out of that. Uh, after that, we're going to chat about Valve and their 25th anniversary. Uh, and then, yeah, we're going to start to wrap up the show. But if you want to find more of the show, you can check us out on Player One on Twitter and Instagram at Player One Sin. You can check out Player One on YouTube. And you can find Player One on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And for long-term, long-term fans of the show, you might... You know, remember last season, we'd end off and um, we'd actually pass it off to our good friend who's actually with us right now, uh, Bailey, for Nervous Nellies. And keep an eye out on the uh, socials. I'll pass it to Bailey to hype that up in just a sec. But, yeah, keep an eye out for that. Yep, thank you. Um, Yeah, so as Jacob was saying, last season, this would be Nervous Nellies hour. But um, 
Up next for the show is just a compilation podcast showing some of those talking segment highlights from that period. And there'll be more info on that at nervous.nellies at Instagram and nervousnellies on Facebook. Easy, easy. I will definitely be checking that. I hope to see everyone else doing that. And the reason you should check that out because you might make new friends. Hi, my name is Jacob. You may know me as Player One's executive producer, or you may know me as that one guy who knows Pokemon a little bit too well. I recently decided I was going to test that knowledge and really throw myself in the deep end and do a Nuzlocke and keep people up to date on how I do and the story behind it. Now, I'm sure you guys are wondering, what is a Nuzlocke? Simple. It's Pokemon, but hard. A couple simple rules completely change how you approach and play the game. What are those rules? Well, rule number one. If a Pokemon faints, it is considered dead and must be released. That thing is buried, gone, goodbye, my friend. Number two, all Pokemon must be nicknamed. This makes you more attached to each Pokemon you catch. Just think about it. Losing Geodude the Geodude doesn't hurt as much as losing Craig the Geodude. Rule number three, you can only catch the first Pokemon on each route. So if you find some magical, rare, special, golden ticket Pokemon, but before that you found some boring pink cat, well, too bad. Number four, if you lose, it means you lose. It means that you suck. It means that you were a loser, and it means that people will laugh at you. And rule number five, just because I decided to make it harder on myself, I am not going to be using any items in battle, just like they do in the Pokemon anime, because I wanted to be stupid. Well, without further ado, here is my adventure. Our journey picks up right where we left it. We had just been decimated by Brawly, who we completely underestimated. We picked up what was left of our team, Zingabox, Wine, and Anxiety, a Combuskin, a Magic Cup, and a Wizma. We then went searching for more Pokemon we could add to the team to, you know, give us something to work with because we were feeling really empty and kind of worried about how the next gym would go, but we got to that later on. We picked up Irene, the Goldeen. We picked up Ursula, the Tentacle, one of my favorites. And then we searched around. We eventually got to Slateport City. We headed north and we picked up Mucus, the Gulpin, who you'll find out later on, was actually a bit of a hero for the team. While in Slateport, we decided to clear out the beach and do what we went to Slateport to do in the first place. Deliver the goods, quote-unquote. And while we were doing that, we bumped into a bunch of pirates at the museum. And as much as that sounds like the sequel to Night at the Museum, it wasn't. It was a couple pirates hanging around just causing a bit of trouble. We beat them and headed north. Now, I'll be completely real. I was terrified because in the route north of Slateport, there is one of the hardest battles in the entire Pokemon series. It is the rival battle. Anyone who's played the game will know that what the game expects you to beat at that level, at that point of time, is a lot. I was scared because our team, unfortunately, was crap. It really was absolute crap. I trained up and we got everything to level 22. We had Anxiety, the Wisma evolve into a Loudred, and we had Wine evolve into a Gyarados, because as I said, like with Wine, it's only going to get better as time goes on. Now, 
The fight with Brendan. I was scared. This was really worrying. I'm not. We don't have a good team composition. Nothing is going how we want it to go right now. However, Irene the Goldine managed to sweep through the entire fight. It took out the um, the Marsh Dump. It took out the Lombre, and it took out everything else that Brendan had to offer. However, we did end up losing Irene right at the end of the fight to a tackle, and it, it's unfortunate. But it is what it is. Irene, we will remember you. We buried Irene and headed north up to Moorville City. While here, I decided we're going to head to the grass near the daycare and find a Pokemon. We found an Oddish. Coriander the Oddish is now part of our team. And thank the Lord we found Oddish. Because the next gym is electric type. And everything we have is weak to electric types except Oddish. Coriander, being a Grass-type, actually resists Electric-type moves. That was a huge, huge bump in my confidence going into this fight. With this newfound confidence, we went and trained. We beat Wally and his really weak routes. Talked to his uncle. That was interesting. Gloom then became part of our team. Coriander had evolved into a Gloom. This was what we needed. Now, I was still worried about Watson. Watson is still very, very scary for us. Because, simply put, we have nothing to really deal with him. I had a strategy, however. My strategy was pretty simple. I'd open the fight with Coriander, the Gloom, and use Sleep Powder on the first Pokemon, which was a Voltorb. Once the Voltorb was asleep, I would swap into Zingabox, our Combuscan, and use Bulk Up, setting up and making Zingabox able to sweep through the entire team. Now, this needs to go kind of perfectly, because... Simply put, Watson's last two Pokemon, his Magneton and his Manetric, scared the crap out of me. Simply put, Magneton could not be beaten by anything other than Combusken, and the Manetric was so fast and so strong that, honestly, I think most Pokemon would lose to it if I couldn't knock it out in one hit. Now. We started our fight, and immediately, the Voltorb ruined all our plans. Watson saw through us. The Voltorb used self-destruct, killed off Coriander, before Coriander even got a chance to do anything. Now, with this, I was actually trying to figure out what we need to do. I looked at our team, and I saw that Mucus had the move Yawn. It's not as good as Sleep Powder, but it will do. We sent in Mucus. Mucus put the next Pokemon, the Electrike, to sleep. Now, once it was asleep, I swapped in to Zingabox, who was able to bulk up twice. Took a little bit of damage, but that's alright because we were able to get through it. Now, the scary part here is the fact that Zingabox had been paralyzed by Electrike's ability. That meant that all of a sudden our strategy was out the window because Magneton was able to hit Zingabox before Zingabox got a chance to move. So Zingabox took out the Magneton and then and was forced to swap out of the battle with Minetric. Simply put, Zingabox is too important to the rest of the run to even threaten losing. I sent out Ursula to simply just die to be a clean switch into something that I could actually use. However, Ursula surprised me. She hit a supersonic and was able to actually bring down the Minetric enough on her own to pop the Citrus Berry. Minetric did end up killing it, but that's okay. Ursula did enough. From that, we swapped into Anxiety, our Loudred, who was able to hit more and do just enough damage to force Watson to use his Super Potion. Unfortunately though, Anxiety was knocked off and 
we were left with three Pokemon. Mucus, Wine, and Zingabox. I sent out Mucus and used Yawn. Mucus was able to survive a hit and use Sludge as well. This took Manetric into the red and this was doable. Manetric knocked off Mucus and then fell asleep as I sent in Wine to finish the job. We did manage to beat Watson, but at what cost? We left the gym with Zingabox and Wine and our third gym badge. How are we going to make it to the rest of the game if we keep losing all of these Pokemon, I wondered to myself. But if you want to know how, you'll have to listen in to next week's episode. Until then, stay safe and enjoy our next song. Sweet 16 is a song that you just heard and the song before that you might have recognized from Pokemon Season 3 opening. Yeah, that's right. We like to pay a little bit of tribute to the Pokemon, the anime fans out there. We know that there's a, a show attached to this game. But sadly, Pokemon, a fantastic series, never seeing the light of day on PC, because that's what we're actually going to be talking about here. Valve is now a 25-year-old company. It's surprising to me, honestly, especially in hindsight when uh, Valve talked a lot about how Gabe Newell specifically, how he left his job at Microsoft to go work on uh, making a video game after Doom was starting to outsell Windows. So... It all started back then, 25 years ago. It doesn't really, it feels like so long ago, but also not that long ago. I don't know. How, how about the rest of you guys? I, I think I'll jump in here and just say like, before I get you to run off completely, um, mm. this like Valve has been involved in a lot of esports heavy games. Uh, obviously you're um, delving into esports or have good knowledge with it. Even uh, of course, Dota 2 is major in esports. Counter-Strike is a huge one. Um, Team Fortress 2. I don't know if that still has an esports or if it ever did, but you get my point. It kind of did. Kind of did. Not very respectable, but, you know. It was there. Uh, Team Fortress 2, however, is more well-known for its uh, economy, um, which is a very interesting (laughs) thing. We'll get to that in just a minute, but I'm going to run through some of these games that Valve is very well-known for. Uh, Of course, we have Half-Life, Dota 2, uh, Counter-Strike, Team Fortress 2, um, Portal, Left 4 Dead. Uh, we have uh, Artifact. We have um, Half-Life Alex. you know, y- y- Gary's Mod. And they're so, I guess, involved in Steam as a whole, uh, in many ways to me being early Steam. Early Steam was so touched by Valve that you can't talk about PC games without talking about Valve at some point. Um, but that, that that my experience with it, I played whatever released on Xbox when it did. So the orange box and things like that. Um, but yeah, that was mine. Bailey, how about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was lured onto the platform uh, around the time that Valve was advertising a free copy of Portal for like uh, Steam launching on a Mac or something like that. And yeah, I mean, I've been using it ever since, technically. Um, it's also hard to believe that in a t- span of 25 years that they have never made a third game for anything. Um, <laughs> franchises like Left 4 Dead are going on to, well, other studios and platforms to finish what was done. We've got Back for Blood coming up. And yeah, I mean, spin-offs not with the number three tied to anything though um so i haven't played many of valve's games but 
as most people know, I'm mainly a PC gamer and most of the, my games I get from Steam. So, like, I've been on Steam for a long time and, like, one thing I can say is my wallet hurts every time there's a Steam <laughs> summer sale. The Steam mm. summer sales just, they go for your wallet. <laughs> Oh, definitely, definitely. And, like, uh, I'll, I'll jump back a second. We were talking about the Steam Deck earlier. Like, y- we don't hear too much from Valve nowadays. Gabe Newell uh, will occasionally appear to say a swear during E3 um, or just be Santa Claus or look like him even. But, like, Steam Steam OS is run by Valve. Like, I, it's hard to really describe Valve because on a gaming out, like set, they're not huge for what they've released they don't have this huge list they have a very very um revered list of games but not this massive massive list but their importance to uh gaming and more so pc gaming is uh unbelievably huge and tom you wanted to pop in a second ago i'll let you finish this bit off oh i can't remember what i was gonna say honestly my tummy's just so rumbly (laughs) i just got like honestly i think back to when i was a kid and uh, I, I was first, I think, introduced to Valve with the orange box. I never really owned a copy of the game myself, but Portal 2 is probably the most influential game in my life for me. You know, it's like, sure, it's a great game for some people. Uh, you know, it's, it's their favorite game, but like, I feel like it introduced me to what video games really could be and made me understand that this is something that like i can enjoy i guess <laughs> fair enough fair enough and you know what else you can enjoy no. you can enjoy our next song wow uh, it is actually one of my favorite songs and it's remixed this is verbank city from pokemon black and white 2 Re- Bio one on sin you just heard cold heart p-n-a-u remix by elton john and dua leaper Part of Sin's Sweet 16. Check that out every week at sin.org.au or on the Sunday Sweets show every noon on Sunday. And like, what, what a mix that is actually. Elton John and Dua Lipa. And before that, you heard Verbank, uh, Verbank City even, from Pokemon Black and White 2, remixed by Mewmore. And I'm sure you're looking at your watch. I'm sure you've got a clock somewhere and you're going, oh, it's a bit late. And you're right. It is the end of the show. We're coming to the end of tonight's episode and... Uh, just to run back through some things we've talked about today, you know, it was great. Definitely check this out, uh, this episode out when it comes out uh, on our podcast realm as a podcast. And you can check out that podcast realm on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify at Player One. You can also find uh, news and special uh, reviews and even interviews, nice rhyming, um, at Player One on YouTube. And you can check out our socials at Player One Sin on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and I just want to hype up one more time. I know we hyped it up a lot last week, but the interview with, uh, not Grant Kirkhope, there's a, that interview is already up there. The interview with Mike Pollock, uh, the voice actor for Eggman, and the uh, voice actor for the Pokemon narrator, among many, many other roles, uh, is going to be up very, very soon, if not already. So definitely check that out. And of course, we had a special guest this week, uh, Bailey, part of Nervous Nellies. Where can we find more Bailey and Nervous Nellies? Yep. Well, on the subject of podcasts, that's what the show is going to be doing next. And you can see more of that um, by following Nervous.Nellies on Instagram and Nervous Nellies on Facebook. And those will be on the same 
podcast platforms as as a player one pretty much definitely check that out that is very exciting and i guess i'll throw to the other two in this group and nathan do you have anywhere people might be able to find you outside of radio maybe they like your opinions maybe they like your voice and we want to hear more of you yeah, check out um, Hertz Place, H-U-R-T-Z-P-L-A-Y-Z on YouTube. I, it's a fledgling channel for now, but I'm hoping to grow and grow and grow and keep on growing. Ooh, that's <laughs> what we want to hear. And last but definitely not least, Tom, do you have anywhere people might want to find you? Anything Listen, to hype up? I'm an aspiring voice talent. You can find me just by listening to stuff. If you're listening to something, you're like, wow, who's that Australian? It might be me. It might not be too. But you know what? Just give it a shot as well. I'm here on Sin on Tuesdays, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. on a show that I like to call Hypothetically Speaking on Sin. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. We will see you next week at the same player one time, same player one place, and enjoy. <laughs>